Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the 81st installment of the Next One podcast. I am Ryan Conley, along with Tom and Josh. Josh is back. He did great the first episode, so he's back for another. Boys, how are we doing? Not too bad, Ryan. Yourself? Doing good. Uh, I'm sure Tom's doing pretty good uh, with last night and all the festivities going on around Boston. Tom, how are you Mm. doing? I'm celebrating with a steak. The Red Sox are good. Confirmed. Red now, Sox. if you listen to the podcast last night, I was being nice. I was being professional. And I gave the Red Sox a slight chance to beat the race. Before I continue with that, I want... A slight chance? Yep. Oh. Red Sox are going in... On a four-game win streak. Again, I did all the anal- the analysts the analysis on Soxtober podcast. You can check that out in our pinned tweet on the Twitter profile on the yeah. old Twitter machine. I got into everything there, but I just want to say this: the New York Yankees better start bowing down to their postseason October Kings. That's all I got to say. The Red Sox have won eight of the last nine games against the New York Yankees in the postseason. They've eliminated the Yankees three times since 2004. And the Red Sox are now, they looked good last night. They looked really good. They looked, they did everything they had to do top to bottom. The only thing I would get pissed off about is Verdugo's run to second base on that RBI. Other than that, there's nothing else to complain about. The Red Sox looked good. And here's why I give them that chance. Because they're now on a four-game win streak. Tampa hasn't played since Sunday. All right? I know I get it, rest and all that stuff. But the Red Sox have some momentum now. Big win at Fenway. Crowd was jacked. All they have to do is win one in Tampa Bay. Win one on Thursday or one on Friday. You don't have to sweep it in Tampa. You come back one-to-one and you get the next two games at Fenway Park. Red Sox play really good at Fenway. They average about six runs a home game there. Right. So we discussed this on the podcast last night and they got sale on Thursday of all these sets to, should be set to go on Sunday. Right. So you split it one to one, you get a Valde again on Sunday. They, and, and if the, the offense is now awake, that's a win for them. So, and also too, core plays the big deal in this Red Sox team as well. He has gotten this team. I mean, it's incredible what he's done. And Xander Bogart said it perfect after the game, like, he wasn't even around this game of baseball last year, you know, rightfully. So if you believe that or not, I'm on the fence of not really totally believing it, but whatever. It shouldn't have been a year. Regardless, he knows how to get the team ready. The Red Sox are typically pretty good in the postseason. They'll give you a fight. Go back to 2017 against the Astros, given no chance to get to six. Not bad. 2018 won the whole damn thing. Uh, when they're in there, they're typically pretty good. They play well. Um, their pitching looked amazing last night. Um, even really, I mean, I, obviously it's not going to be the same, um, you know, because it's not do or die. We're going to send everybody out there. But I think last night was a great start for the Red Sox. Um, they're going to bring a momentum to Tampa Bay. And those are, that's my thoughts on it. Also, Ryan's suck one. Tom, I appreciate the uh, analysis. It was very professionally done, but 
what happened to the rah-rah start the duck boats tom where's that tom this is a too common collected tom now you're being your thought is too rational but i respect it at the same time and i just want to bring up the fact that i am a red sox fan as opposed to what the podcast seemed like as I was only rooting against the Red Sox for our bet as uh, Josh is giving me a thumbs down. Uh, Josh, the Yankees fan. We'll talk about that, Josh, in a second. I saw some controversial pictures of uh, you and Red Sox here versus uh, Yankees gear. So we'll get that to a second. <laughs> you were going to say I saw some controversial pictures of you, Josh. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> not, not only fans, controversial just, what intel you got, Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's gonna pull Bill Belichick. You're sitting out the first half, the first quarter. <laughs> but yeah, not only fans version, even though Josh is fans of two teams, apparently. No, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to put that joke out there. Um I, just, I have one comment about the game, and whenever I watch Red Sox Yankees, it just reminds me how much how hateable the Yankees are. Just the pinstripes, the prestige the Yankees try to portray. It's just overcompensation to the ultimate power when it comes to sports. And I found it absolutely hilarious watching Garrett Cole, nine years, 300 million plus, crap his pants on national TV, as Joshua did not appreciate that. Uh, I'll early. That it was, was the, the most viewed game on ESPN, most viewed baseball game on ESPN since 1998. 7.7 million viewers got to watch Garrett Cole crap his pants on national television. And he went, I think, two and a quarter innings, two and a third, rather not quarter, two and a third innings. Two complete innings if you want to include the outs, but it went into the third. Yeah. And... It's just funny how much the Yankees put into their team. I think they spent something like $4.4 billion in total since Brian Cashman's been GM for one championship. The Yankees are just a joke. I mean, they're a rich, overpriced joke. Just like what team compares? What team gets to spend the most money and gets the least results out of it? I can't think of another franchise in any sport because obviously NFL, NBA, NHL, all of caps. MLB doesn't have a cap. There might be a cap soon. And you ha- you get to spend the most money. You're one of the most uh, highest net worth franchises, not in the United States, in the world. I think they're top three in the world in net worth, the Yankees are. And you can't. Can't win a playoff game against the Red Sox, this team that's rebuilding coming into the year. Everyone had them at third tops, and the Yankees in April were supposed to be just world crushers. So they're, the right word. they're the preseason champs. Yeah, they were the preseason champs by far, and you can't make it to the divisional round game, the ALCS. ALDS? I'm sorry, not even CS. ALDS. You can't make it there. I mean, the the Yankees literally had it in their hand last weekend. All they had to do was take two out of three, or even one game. Right? If the the Yankees won one game in that entire series last weekend, the game would have been in the Bronx. Yeah, we won one against Tampa. Won the last game. 
Oh, sorry. All they had to do was take two out of three. All they had to do. And they decide to go out there on Saturday, lose by double-digit runs. They decide to not show up offensively Sunday. Woo! A blooper to a dribbler to freaking second base, whatever it was. So they had that series. All they had to do was win two. And they blew it. So this happens all the time. The Yankees get hot for a little bit, and it's watch out. Oh, here come the Yankees. I said this to you two weeks ago or a week ago. I said that the Yankees can celebrate. I even tweeted this. The Yankees can celebrate sweeping the Red Sox in September, but wait till, wait till next weekend. Wait till next Tuesday. That's what ha- It's a common, not even just baseball. It's a common theme in sports. A team beats you. Look at the Bucks last year. Swept by the, the Saints in the, in the regular season. A lot of people said, oh, I don't know about that one. They crushed New Orleans in the playoffs. It happens all the time. That's why you don't see the Red Sox going places and celebrating and getting praise for sweeping the Yankees on the road or whatever. Yeah, you, and you got to Garrett Cole early and you put on the damage. It's a new season. The first thing I texted both of you guys when Xander hit that home run, Xander's been on a crazy slump. It's a new season in the playoffs. So whatever Garrett Cole did a couple weeks ago when he faced, it was Garrett Cole versus Evaldi on that Friday night game, and Evaldi got smoked. It's a, it was a completely different game. The tide switched. It, they did. Uh, do you guys think the Red Sox won the game or did the Yankees lose the game? Because the Yankees I, lost the game. They won that game. They won that game. I, I think it's a little both because Red Sox performed well, offense, defense, but oh, my God. Yankees in all facets crap their pants from Garrett Cole crapping his pants to the third base coach crapping his pants. You have Aaron Judge not even halfway to third. He's sending him home, and the outfielders already got the ball. I think was it Kiki Hernandez had the ball? I believe so. And you send him home? He, he, he was up by a mile. It looked like Xander Bogarts casually threw the ball at home. It didn't Kiki Hernandez one hopped it to Xander Bogarts? It wasn't even like on a line. And then Xander Bogart signed arm through the home and he got him out by like six feet. It was ridiculous. I mean, Giancarlo Stanton in the home run. You guys see the video of the radio. I'm sure Tommy saw it, uh, the radio call on Yankees. Uh, this one's gone. This one's far. This one's gone. A Giancarlo or a, a Stantonian bomb. Giancarlo. Wait a minute. I think I'm, I played it on the podcast last night. Yeah. <laughs> Like, how right. how do you get a single out of that? The Yankees, I'm disappointed. The Red Sox won. I'll, I'll give them credit where credits due. They won, but the Yankees did everything they could do to help the Red Sox in their winning efforts. I mean, you got to give credit. Xander Bogarts hitting that two run shot. <laughs> shot. Uh, Carl Swarber. He proved to be uh, a good pickup. Everyone criticized the Red Sox not doing anything, but he showed up. And Red Sox won this game for sure. And I was not to, I, we always bring it up, but I was listening to radio uh, before doing the podcast today. And I, I don't know if this is true, Tom. You're a Red Sox guy, so you can confirm or not. I heard that tickets were being sold for less than 10 bucks to college kids just to fill up the stadium. And that's why yeah. I was so rowdy. That's what I was hearing. 
No, um, if that was true, half of my college friends wouldn't have been paying 300 bucks for the game last night. Well, half, I mean, half of, half day of. He paid uh, 290 to sit behind the pole on the right on the first baseline. Well, I just heard on the radio that they're... It, it, they could have. But again, the student nine section is very small anyway. That's always a deal. And you got to think about this too. That was considered a... The wild card game was considered a regular season game. Right, so they can still do that, um, but let me okay. Let me hop on one more point. The Red Sox won that game because they didn't crap their pants in the bullpen. They didn't crap their pants on the mound. Secondly, secondly, the Red Sox controlled that game from pitch one to the final pitch. The first pitch of the game to the final pitch, they controlled everything in that game, right? From throwing out Judge at home to Literally, Yankees fall, but fine. Well, you got to think though. Judge would have been safe if there was a bad throw there. You got to look at the opposite. You got to look at the opposite side of that. Yeah, but they could have held them up or been second and third with one out, keeping the pressure on. They decided to, you know, be like, oh, let's send those one of us. He's fast, but he ain't that fast. How many? Send him to home plate and try to make it a one-run game. Besides the 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 Green Monster single. And the decision to send him home from third base, rounding third base. What other mental errors really stuck out? Because look at this. And not running. But listen, though, the, the Red Sox won that game because they controlled it from the beginning to the end. That was a ball they controlled that game. If Cole doesn't crap his pants, you guys don't score that many runs. Avaldi shut us down. I give all the credit to Avaldi. But that's baseball. And that's it. That's baseball. That's fine, but I give all the credit to Ivaldi, and I give a lot of those Yankees not scoring runs or not getting on base on Stanton not running because I don't care how far that ball looks like it's going. You run until that ball crosses over the wall. Stanton got robbed twice on home runs with deep shots off the wall. You sent Judge when you shouldn't have because Judge is not that fast. And Cole crapped his pants. If Cole's on his ace, you guys aren't scoring that many runs. I don't know how you let up a run fat-ass, bum-ass Kyle Schober. You freaking hang an 89-mile-an-hour curveball right over the plate. Bogart's eyes lit up. And it's, I don't understand how you go from plowing your way through August and September, you make the playoffs, everything's on your high horse. Yeah, whatever. We couldn't take two out of three from Tampa. Tampa's a phenomenal team. You guys better pack your lunch with Tampa Bay because Tampa's a phenomenal team. I just don't understand how – you expect the Yankees to pay you four, $46 million or whatever it is, and you go out and literally just pull down your pants and take a crap on the freaking mound and only go two and a, only go two and a third. And the offense, besides Stanton and Judge, because Stanton and Judge, even the outs that they were getting, were getting good wood on the ball. You just, you're, you're swinging at midair. Again, it's 100% Nathan Evaldi. I will give Schubert and Bogarts and Verdugo and all those runs 100% credit. But as far as if the cold didn't crap his pants and if the Yankees didn't make those mental errors, it's a whole different baseball game last night. No, if you had just decided to win two out of three against the Rays, then you would have been home and you would have beat us. How many times did you take two out of three from Tampa? No, not a lot, but I still think that they're riding on a high horse. Well, I I give uh, the atmosphere credit because it was popping in Fenway. I mean, oh, it was it electric. Sound, it sounded like a Gillette Stadium playoff game. It sounded like TD Garden playoff game. Like it was, it was rowdy from the beginning to end. Like every play, the crowd was on. Like 
the edge of their seat watching. So credit to the Boston faithful for uh, coming through, I'm sure energizing the Red Sox and credit to Alex Cora. I mean, how I think uh, I heard different players give him credit. Like he's the reason why they're there. And Alex Cora has been pressing the right buttons at the right time. He knows how to motivate the players. And this team had, at least in the beginning of the year, this team had no business making the playoffs. But here they are, and they didn't even have business making the playoffs after losing two out of three to Baltimore. Exactly. I mean, I mean, just... you look at it that way. If they didn't sweep the Nationals last weekend, they would have had to play another play-in game on Monday against the Blue Jays, and then play New York in New York. So, the fact that they rallied that team together—I mean, look at this too. I, you, you got to put into perspective here that. That one through six without J.D. Martinez last night was raking. And J.D. wasn't even playing, right? Uh, so plus. that's also – that's a very big plus, too. You're going to get him back for Thursday. You have Sale on Thursday as well. He's rested. He's ready to go. Um, defensively, even at first base last night, too, they looked good. That's been a big issue this season is first base. That, that was the biggest question at the deadline. Why didn't the Red Sox pick up a first baseman? Um, because for some – freaking reason they can't field at first base this year i can't understand it um but if you're gonna go we can also go off history too of all these really good in the postseason that's just a fact um 18 uh wherever he came from before that i heard he had some good stat lines there but anyway october is a new game they looked like they looked like the red Sox last night looked like the red Sox of april to june they did and yeah, I think, good. Sorry. No, and I think this time when the Red Sox were up by three runs in the seventh, they didn't. Cormit had did a good job of making sure they didn't take their foot off the pedal then. And they did that against New York last weekend. Up a couple of runs in the seventh and eighth, blew it. So that's another good sign too especially after losing two out of three to Baltimore last week, they were in that slump last week for some reason. And they kind of, they put a lot of people thought they quit, including me. I thought they quit for a second there. I was like, all right, well, you've been raking this team all season long, embarrassing them. And now you lose two out of three after getting swept by New York. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes this weekend, but over overall really good performance last night. Like I said, I give all the credit in the world to the Boston Red Sox. They whooped the Yankees ass last night. The Yankees did not come to play. And this just may be the biased Yankees fan inside of me. I think Tampa is winning three straight. You guys are getting sent home to go play golf because you guys, may, you guys are going to play one more. You guys are going to play one more series than the Yankees. You guys are going to get absolutely embarrassed by Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay is going to steamroll you on the way to steamrolling the World Series title. Because even if the Yankees won, and I told everybody this, even if the Yankees won that game last night, they were getting steamrolled by Tampa. No one's getting past Tampa Bay this year. Damn. Called out. And so I, that brings up a good I, uh, question. I, for you. I, I told you on Sunday, I said that it's going to be probably, they're going to lose to the Rays, right? I called you on Sunday. Yeah, and I said the same thing for the Yankees. But if the Red Sox didn't look that good last night and the Yankees just played bad and the Red Sox played bad too, but the Red Sox somehow snuck it out, I'd be like, yeah, you're probably right. They're getting steamrolled. But that version last night is there. We know it's still there. They just showed it. Even, even with that version, they're going to get steamrolled. Tampa is way too good. Way too good. 
Red Sox won the first three series from April to June against the Rays. Congrats. And then you guys fell apart and barely hung on the playoff race. Tampa is going to steamroll you. They're going to steam, they're going to run over you, put it in reverse back up and run over you again and send you back where you belong in the, back, back where you belong on the golf. So we know, we know Josh's prediction, Tom, what's your prediction for the series? Here's my first prediction. I have a, I have a 2022 prediction. Oh, let's just hear the playoff one right now. <laughs> I don't need 2022. <laughs> I was going to say my 22, 20, my He's already looking forward to next year. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm getting Josh ready for next year. Ryan, who's, who do you think will be projected to win the AL East next year? What team is Josh going to hop on to next year? I'm saying with the Yankees. Um, I, th- I think Blue Jays are probably going to be close to a favorite because they're kind of coming on to the end. But just a So MLB it. does their sales for Christmas time, so me and you should put our money together and get him a Blue Jays jersey. Right. Get a little <laughs> Vladdy Jr. going. Uh, prediction, the Red Sox will either win in five or they'll lose in four. I like that prediction. Uh, uh, final thing to say, the game was never in doubt for the Red Sox. They controlled it from the first to the last inning. And just like every postseason, it'll come down to bullpen pitching because no team is going to have their start go for more than five innings. So it's really going to see how the Red Sox bullpen does. That's really what's going to decide it. But we will see. But we'll talk a lot more Red wow. Sox. Tom's hey, Red I want to give an update. I want to give an update. Yep. Cardinals are up one nothing on the bottom of the third and the Dodgers. Insane. Something so watch for. Cardinals are hot. The hottest team in baseball right now. Yeah, they won like something they had like 15, 13 or 15 straight. Something like that. Something. It's crazy. But listen to Tom's podcast. He'll, I'm not sure when he's going to do it next, but his Red Sox podcast. I went podcast. deep in the stats too. So it's it's not just a, woo, the Red Sox won. I went deep in the stats. Got some good audio. Um, and uh, previewed, previewed the Red Sox series against the Rays. Um Went over the little things too, like pitch by or inning by inning kind of stats and stuff like that. Things that the Red Sox still need to work on. Um, so check it out. Yeah, I have one more thing to follow up on this. If you'll if you'll have me, Thomas, I would love love after tomorrow night to be on the next installment of Sox Cobra Podcast to rant and rave on how the Rays demolished Red Sox in Game One of the AL Can I, I be love honest to be on? Can I be honest with you? I'm thinking it's going to be a Friday morning episode. <laughs> That's fine. It can, it can be a Friday morning can't, episode. That's fine. Look, I can have a few suck, suck ones on, on this podcast. There's three of us. But, man, I can't go solo or with you alone when we're both intoxicated recapping the Red Sox game. <laughs> because if they win the game, I'd be like, the Red Sox are going to win the World Series. That's all you got to say. <laughs> so, because tomorrow night I plan on having some suck ones in my hand, watching the baseball game, watching Thursday night football, and then um, Friday, so by Friday afternoon, the, that recap, I was also thinking too, I was like, why don't I do it? So here's the issue, right? I was like, maybe I should do it on Monday to recap the weekend because I do have the rents coming in Friday and I'm have no time to sit here for three hours and do a podcast and edit it and download it. So yeah. I don't know. There will definitely be an episode Friday, but I don't know if there's going to be one after Friday night's game. But and then Sunday I'm going to the Steeler game. We're gonna to go to the bar after and watch the game. But again, it's my parents last night, so I think Monday I'll record. So we'll have the game two and game three post game. But definitely, or we'll have game one post game on Friday posted. Game two and three will be posted on Monday, Monday evening before game four. 
So you just got to keep following the Twitter account at the next one pod. And I'm sure we will give more insight to when the next episode is going to be dropping there. But I love, this is the most I think I've ever talked about the Red Sox in uh, about a year's time. So this is fun. But we got to go back to our roots. Hear that? Go back to our roots. And our roots is some football. And. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Uh, but what's before we get into the big story of the week of uh, not not big story, the game of the year, before we get into the game of the year, that was Brady in the Bucks versus Bill and the Patriots. I just want to quickly talk about the breaking news of today, big breaking news. But this episode's gonna be on Thursday morning, so it's been about 24 hours. So, breaking news not to you, but to us, Stefan Gilmore traded initially thought to be just released but he was in fact traded to the carolina panthers for a sixth round pick and my instant gut reaction to this was what the heck is going on i mean we get a fourth and a fifth no a fifth and a sixth and maybe a fourth for sony michelle the worst running back the worst first round running back I think the Patriots have ever selected. We get two picks out of him. And all pro defensive player of the year, Stephon Gilmore. And we can only get a six round pick for him. Initially, they said he was uh, just released. But the reports changed quickly. I'm sure the Patriots maybe did a little tease there. Like, we're going to release him. And then teams were jumping out the gun to try to, like, offer a like one round pick to try to get him and Carolina Panthers did that. Kudos to them. Get a really good cornerback who I don't believe was ever hurt. I mean, he got hurt last year. There's no way his quad was still hurting uh, this summer and fall. So Carolina Panthers defense, a little more bolstered, Uh, not smart of the Patriots because we faced the Panthers, I think week nine and Stefan Gilmore will shut down our number one target. Jacoby Myers, elite receiver, Jacoby Myers. So I am not a fan of this trade. Uh, I'm sure it came down to Gilmore wants more money on the last year of his deal. He's 31 years old, technically coming off an injury, and teams probably weren't willing to give a lot away. But I'm sure they're willing to give more than a six-round pick. But, guys, what do you think about the bombshell news of today that Stefan Gilmore is no longer a New England Patriot. I personally think you hit the nail right on the head. I think it came down to Gilmore wanted more money. Bill said, I'm not going to give you more money and pretty much did what he did to Jamie Collins and gave him away for whatever price he thought was the best price, which was a six round pick from Carolina. Not to interrupt you, Josh, but the funny thing is you bring up Jamie Collins. Once we got rid of Stefan Gilmore and the contract, it made room for Jamie Collins and we signed Jamie Collins. So that is, that is, how that, is works. Very, that is very true. The circle, the thing, when it goes around, it comes back. Around. Yes. <laughs> but my personal thing is, I think this is just going to be a stepping stone for Gilmore. I think Gilmore is going to finish this season in Carolina. He's going to try to play his balls off because when he initially had the term of being released from doing the Patriots, there was rumors circulating that he wanted to play for the Green Bay Packers. And if that is the case and that is true, he didn't want to go to Carolina. I think it's just because he's not, I don't see him signing long-term with Carolina. I don't think Carolina's a good fit for him. In my personal opinion, just his style of play. 
not saying the Packers are. I think the I think he fit great in the Patriots scheme. I don't know why the Patriots gave him away for what they did, but I think it's just he'll finish his tenure in Carolina. He'll go to free agency. He'll take where he can get the most money, and he'll go play somewhere else next season. I don't think he's with Carolina long term. He's on his last year of his deal. This is just a step forward to go to free agency. Yep. You're not going to like this. Oh, I don't think I like any of your Patriots takes, and I don't like my Twitter profile picture. So good for the Patriots. Get them out of there. Oh, why's that? Good for them because. Wow, we just got a gift from Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) They also liked my take. (laughs) All right. uh, So. Basically, just to update the listeners that can't see, uh, we're basically on 40-minute time limits for whatever reason because we're uh, not on Zoom Prime or whatever it's called. But all of a sudden, just as Tom's about to uh, rant about how much Stefan Gilmore sucks. They just killed it, but... They gave us unlimited time. So, Tom, with your unlimited time now on Zoom call, what do you think? Stefan Gilmore. <laughs> Why? Because, look... Okay, well, this is why the news this morning didn't even freaking bother me. Because, first off, you're getting a guy that, I want long term, I want this, I want that. You know what? These people, these Patriots fans pay a lot of good money to come watch you. Get blue-collar workers. Josh knows what I'm saying. These people paid a lot of good money to come watch you. Want to finish it for me? These people, I mean, we're going to have Josh do it. I mean, at the end of the day, it is, it is, you know, more whining and what more money and what this and we need, and I don't care if you're coming off an injury. These Patriots fans play a lot of good money to watch you play and watch you dedicate yourself to the team. You see all the greats on the Patriots, Brady take pay cuts. You see other players take pay cuts. The fact that Gilmore coming off an injury for one year, even if you wanted to sign a one year deal with the Patriots and take a little bit less money and then try to re up it the year after, the fact that he wouldn't want to do that. Go run away in Carolina and then go sign for the league minimum or less money than what you were going to get from the Patriots to go play somewhere else next year. I mean, he's 31 years old. All right. 31 years old. I get it. Still a good defender. But it, to sit out six weeks of a contract negotiation, um, just, I get it. Play, you got, I've heard a lot of people say that you got to pay your player. You got to pay your player. They don't pay. That, I'm sorry, but that's the Patriots. They don't pay. They will never break the bank for you. It just won't happen. Um, especially since, you know, y- you got a pretty good payday when you first got here, right? So, and on top of that too, I get it. You want the extension, but it, what's going to happen now for him is he's going to go to Carolina. He's going to be just, honestly, he's going to turn into just another player there. Uh, yeah, the Patriots needed him, but who's the guy that that was going to replace that was replacing him? That they were saying, oh, now he's going to be watching him closely. Who was it? JC uh, Jackson. JC was it JC Jackson? No, it wasn't JC. For the Jackson. Patriots. Yeah, he's going to replace Gilmore as the one. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I this is always my opinion on it. Um, I trust me. I had a job, weren't paying me enough. Whatever. So, but I, so I had to leave financially, but that was a financial decision that I had to make. Yeah, I don't think anyone in the NFL it's, is not getting paid enough money financially. To, it, exactly. <laughs> play the freaking season out. Jeez, play the freaking season out. 
And on top of that, too, you're with a, a franchise that's not going to kill your career. You're going to Carolina with a, a, a head coach who's been in the league for, what, two years? You're, in the, you're going to a team with maybe good, I guess. But anyway, it's this has been a whole situation for the last since what March, so I think it's good for the Patriots. I think it's just more of a distraction for them anyway. You know, this is what happened with the Steelers and Le'Veon Bell. Bell was sitting out until he was getting his contract. Yeah, he was going to be out till week six minimum. Who knows if he would have shown up after that? It's just a distraction. You got rid of it. You're going to fill the hole. And whatever, it's he's 31 years old. You know, he's not Tom Brady. He's not playing though he's 40. He'll probably get maybe maybe a couple good years left. He wanted long-term, and Bill's like, mm, mm, no. Yeah. So, I get it, injury too, but it, isn't he also injury-prone as well? I'd say relatively, and I mean, the older you get, the more uh, injuries you're going to accumulate. But Unless you're getting those Guerrero rubdowns. Unless you have wow. Guerrero, but uh, Brady uh, makes you pay. Brady will make you pay to get with his boy. But if you just look at the Patriots' history of paying defensive backs from Lawyer Malloy, Ty Law, Asante Samuel, Akeem Talib, to Raul Rivas, Stefan Gilmore. Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler, yep. All these guys don't get paid. I mean, every guy has a story about them not getting paid after their contract was up or paid what they wanted because I think Bill Belichick and he has a track record of it. So I think it's true. Bill Belichick believes that he can get a corner in the draft, whether it be undrafted or late round pick and do essentially the same amount of productivity as Gilmore would Ty Law did Darrell Rivas, whether that's true or not, that's what Bill Belichick believes. And before even the season started, everyone thought after last season that Gilmore was out. Everyone thought Cam was out. And it was a surprise that both Cam and Gilmore are still there. And obviously Cam got cut. Gilmore gets traded. So what we all thought was going to happen, beginning eventually happened. It just took a lot longer. And that begs the question why it took so long. Because why Bill didn't sell high? Because the reports were Patriots were asking for a first-round pick for Gilmore. And we're going to get one for Gilmore. Probably not, but I think you could definitely get a second or third round pick for Gilmore, especially now. I still think how couldn't you get one? I mean, I, I think he was giving them a hard time, dude. I think he was saying, <clears throat> I think that it comes down to this. It was going to be too difficult to do anything. So which is we'll dump him. He probably was threatening to sit out the rest, sit out more of the season. Oh, I, I agree. And the one bright side is freeing up the cap space, getting Jamie Collins. And our deep, our defensive backs have been one of the strong points of the team so far this year. So do we need Gilmore? I guess not. Especially when in this season we're not expecting to go to the Super Bowl. I think we're still expecting to make the playoffs, which is a whole other story. But they believe they can do without Gilmore this year. And they need the money free up to get a position and Gilmore was not going to play. So it's just a parting of ways, but I think it's a six round pick. It's not a non-story, but I have, 
I was upset today that more people were talking about that than the Red Sox. So I think that's partially why I really don't uh, kind of pissed me off this morning. Yeah, it's just, just football. Football's king. And I mean, like the Red Sox getting 7.7 million viewers, that's just Patriots Texans. <laughs> like Patriots Texans are going to get 7.7 million. So that's True. the reason. But enough Gilmore talk. He is of the past now. Great Patriot. Great moments as a Patriot. But we're going to go to the game that happened last Sunday. A little big game in the NFL. Uh, Brady's return. Another uh, former Patriot that did some good things for the Patriots, I'd say. Tom Brady. So many storylines going into this from what was going to happen post-game to how the crowd was going to greet him to you, both you guys, but I'm not even referring to both you guys. Everyone in media assumed Patriots are going to uh, lose by 40, that Brady is coming in with vengeance on his mind. And I told you guys that this game had Super Bowl feel, which I think as for Brady, it had Super Bowl feel like the emotions of it coming back. The crowd was going crazy. And what I tell you guys that Tom Brady in these games gets overhyped because he's an emotional guy, which has worked to his benefit for the most part. But I told you, I was, I was off by three points. I said, first quarter is going to be zero, zero, no points scored. It was three, nothing bucks, but I knew this is going to be low scoring. I knew that Brady was going to have trouble getting the offense going just from being overexcited. It also helped that the weather was a mini monsoon in Foxborough. So Tom Brady could hold on to the ball, but Mac Jones seemed pretty comfortable. I mean, I don't, I don't think Mac Jones had one really inaccurate throw where Brady had a few, uh, uh, uncharacteristic, inaccurate throws, but Bucks did win, so no moral victories here. But if we were to take a moral victory, it would be that Mac Jones is—I'm not going to say a franchise quarterback, but he's not a bust. Mac Jones has something to him. No, he he played his balls off, and to me, in my opinion, he deserved to win that game. And it blew me away that Brady did not have one throwing touchdown. It blew me away. And the fact that Jones was able to hang with the GOAT, the greatest of all time, and was able to, in some way, some may say, outplay him. I mean, if it wasn't for Nick Folk, I think if he makes that kick, the Patriots defense stood a good chance of maybe stopping Tom Brady. I think Mac Jones deserved to win that game. He played his balls off. He played like everybody thought he would when he got drafted. And, you know, props to the New England Patriots. They gave Tampa a run for their money, and they never looked back in that game. So, I mean, props to them. Well, yeah, props. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to say this. <clears throat> no, I don't have COVID. <clears throat> Hope not. That'd be bad. Yeah, I'm going to go on mute. I'm going to cough this out. If you want to – Let, let, let me t- – I'll bring out a point quickly I want to uh, mention that – Brady uh, kind of got screwed by Antonio Brown dropping two touchdown passes, and they had a huge play to Antonio Brown, but I think it's like a holding on the offensive line. So Brady had big plays. Just for some reason, all his big plays got a call back, and that can be related to the Bucks' uh, undisciplinedness uh, and a bunch of other things. But well, even you, even you were saying with the, uh, the Bucks being undisciplined, even Brady said in his post game, it was really the penalties that really messed them up. I mean, a lot of their big chunk yardage plays 
whether it be run, pass, whatever, really was calling back for holding, illegal hands to the face. I mean, I think I saw one play, the Bucks guy pretty much had the other Patriots guy in a headlock coming off the line of scrimmage. So, I mean, it was the, the offensive line and even defensively, the penalties really hurt Tampa Bay in this game and really affected them from scoring what I feel like would have been the amount of points that were predicted for the Bucks to score. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, Ryan, you played football before. I have. Yep. I have as well. <laughs> Don't forget about me. Don't discount Josh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Go check out his Instagram page. He's got a nice couple of passing videos. I do. Um, I don't know if this is me defending Brady. But it was raining out. <laughs> it was ra- well, you're, you're a Tom Brady's biggest fan, so obviously you're defending Brady. <laughs> Gotta defend not the wall. Fuck, fuck your wall. Gotta defend the Buccaneers wall. Defend the pliability. Yes. It was raining out. Brady didn't have Gronk. The defense was beat up a little bit. All right, honestly, I'm going to be completely honest with you. This was going to be my take on the whole Brady Patriots thing. It's now boring to me. Turns out they don't hate each other. Oh, uh, we don't know that. We don't know what the comp- – I mean, that handshake at the end of the game was pretty much just a quick, hey, good job, see you later. And it looked like Belichick pretty much gave Brady the cold shoulder, but then it came out after the game. They had a long talk in the hallway of the locker rooms, and I would love to be a fly on the wall in that locker room and know what that conversation was like and what it was about. But I don't think we'll ever find out what that conversation Basically what it was like, you had a drunk fight. So that year and a half – that year and a half was like a three-hour fight. They're hammered. They woke up. Had a 25-minute talk, and they're good. Like, hey, bro, you good? You good? Yeah, I screwed you over, but you good? You good, bro? <laughs> bro we're good. We're good. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, it took away a lot of the drama. I mean, Brady hugging Kraft and saying after the game he's going to come back to New England. He'll be around. He'll be at games. It, it has a happy ending. I mean, what do you want Brady to say? Yo, screw these guys. Yeah, Robert, you you suck. I mean, Robert looks so small compared to. Can you imagine he goes in the mic and goes, Tom, like, how does it feel just to be back here? I actually hate it here. These fans can all suck me. He I'm got sorry. booed. He got booed coming out for his first series of the game. I love the that. that. That that was a that was a uh, like obviously gets he gets the standing ovation during the video, and that was a fun. See, we gave you your acknowledgement, but now you're against us, so we're gonna boo you loudly, like. That's what that was, and I think uh, all is fair in competition. Exactly, yeah, and I think Brady understood. Oh, Tom's a night vision over here. Telling campfire stories. Oh gosh! All right, Tom, what do you have to say? <laughs> At the end of the day, Tom Brady is king, just like the Red Sox are king. To the Yankees. Brady will always own you. He will always be 1-0 against the Patriots. Your team still blows. (laughs) Me and Josh have decided that the Patriots will find a way to lose to the Houston Texans. Oh, you have. I am the ghost of Halloween. I am from the future. I'm only the ghost of the future of the next three weeks. So this is how it's going to play out. Mac Jones is being treated as he's the future. 
He's going to throw three picks against the Texans this Sunday. They're going to find a way to lose 21 to 17. Once again, they're not going to score 20 points. And then they're going to play the other bum team. I forget who it is, but they're playing a bum team. They're going to lose by 31 points. We face Texans, Cowboys, and then Jets. Cowboys are going to blow the Patriots out. Now you're going to be one and five. The Steelers will be two and four. We'll be a game ahead of you in the same. <laughs> you went four. You're proud of two and four. <laughs> and then who do they play after the, the Cowboys? Jets. They're going to lose that game too. Mm. All right. It's the ghost. Thanks, well, ghost I, I, actually, I actually have a question for both of you. And I and by the way, right, that whole page, that whole Mac Jones three interceptions against the Texans, that did not come out of my mouth. No, <laughs> because no, I no. think Mac Jones, I think there was a lot of positive to take away from Mac Jones from that Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. However, they can't score the red zone. That's an issue. However, with Mac Jones not looking what he looks like, with the way they lost in Tampa Bay, and now with Stephon Gilmore being out, my question to both of you is where do the Patriots go from here? Do they take this as fuel and then you're trying to start lighting it up and maybe try to get hot? Do they completely fall apart and crap the bed? Do they stay kind of mid-range, middle of the pack? Where do the Patriots go from here? So the, this Texans game is the reset game. This is where you got to start the season. I mean, as much as we say focus on one game at a time, I think everyone on the Patriots was looking towards that October 3rd game against the Bucks. I think we took the foot off the gas a little. Uh, it's it's been the winning plays. I mean, Patriots have been Patriots should have beat Miami, but when it comes down to it, we fumbled, we lose. That's a winning play that we did not make. The Saints, we had a bunch of chance to make winning plays. We were down 21 uh 13 with eight minutes left, and we just have to get a stop. And they drove the ball down the field, six minute plus drive and score. You can't make didn't make winning plays. This Bucks game, this was a winnable game, and winning plays did not make them. I mean, do I think the Patriots should have gone for it on fourth and three and not kicked it? Yes, but you can look at the other way and say, well, if the defense just had to get one more stop, we don't get it. We don't get. The Patriots gave themselves the chance to take the lead, which I respect that decision. It's not guaranteed with any quarterback on fourth three, you're going to get it. On the last play, Mac Jones got batted down. So we should make winning plays. I think, yeah, (laughs) sorry. I think this Texans game is where everything resets. It's a brand new season. And essentially, if you lose to the Texans, the season's over. Like, the season's <laughs> definitely over. If we lose to the Texans, we're not beating the Cowboys, and the Jets game's going to be competitive. Can I burst your bubble real quick? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, 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 please. Ready for a hot take? Oh, no. Yes. You guys don't want to rag on Big Ben like I do. I do, too. Mac Jones stats. You ready for this one? R- rookie Mac Jones, yes. Yeah, rookie Mac Jones. Let's hear it. 112 of 160. Big Ben, 109 of 170. This is so unrealistic. All right. It's okay. similar. Realistically, that's 10 more completions for Roethlisberger. Look what Roethlisberger has compared to Mac Jones. That's 10 more attempts. Yep. Which means, okay. 
He has the worst percentage, but yeah. <laughs> 1,012 yards for Mac Jones. 1,033 yards for Big Ben. Okay. Big Ben averages 6.1 yards, 6.1 yards a pass. Yeah. Mac Jones. 6.9. Nope. Sorry. Sorry. 6.3. Okay. 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 Four touchdowns for Big Ben. Four touchdowns for Mac Jones. Four interceptions for Big Ben. Four interceptions for Mac Jones. Big Ben's long. 52, just like his, you know what, 52 inches. Tom, stop talking. Stop talking. You're giving me a brain aneurysm. You you can compare these stats all you want. You I'm need kidding, to I'm look kidding, at, I'm kidding, I was going to say, I'm you need to look at what Big Ben has. He has Juju, Deontay, Nigel Harris, Claypool. And you Matt know what? Jones I'm is still playing with a bunch of second and third string wide receivers. And he has the same stats as Big Ben. He's been in the league for what, 17, 16 years? I'm still going <laughs> to embrace the same. I'm still going to embrace my savior on Sunday, okay? You're gonna embrace Big Ben still? I thought you're done on. I thought you quit Big Ben. You're back on him. Yeah, he turned him off. He turned him off last night. No, he said today he's gonna do everything he can. Okay. Yeah, he's gonna to make sure they're picks. a winning football team again. So I trust gonna, Big Ben. He's gonna throw three picks against the Broncos. That's exactly what he's gonna do. He, he's gonna, I trust. Gonna I trust everything God. he says. I trust everything he says, besides the rape cases. <laughs> I don't trust that. I don't trust that, but I believe everything he says football wise. Big Ben came back to win a Super Bowl. He didn't come back to be the worst quarterback in football. Um, one five. These people, hey, these people are going to this game on Sunday. They paid a lot of good money to go see this team. Right, guys, you guys are uh, wrestling fans, are you not? Yes, we oh, are. Oh, are you yeah. guys fans of uh, some ninety nineties wrestling? Let's yes. keep it two thousands. All right. Well, either ninety nine or two thousand. All right, ready? This is my impression of Big Ben, but. This is from wrestling. You got to guess what it is. Ready? Oh, dear God. We'll see. My name is Big Ben. And I play football for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But there's one problem. Everybody thinks that I absolutely suck. Uh, who, who was meanwhile, Patriot, meanwhile, Patriots fans in here being like, Matt Jones is the head of the table. Acknowledge him. <laughs> head of the table. Oh. You know? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Acknowledge uh. him as our future starting quarterback. Now, I didn't start watching wrestling in 2005, so I want to say Stone Cold, but I don't know if that's correct. It was uh, The Rock talking about. That was uh, The Rock. Never yeah, mind. talking about uh, Billy. Uh, you know what? Billy Gunn. Big Ben's in the ring saying this. It, what? What are you talking about? What is he saying? saying? You know, Big Ben is in the ring saying Oh, okay. This. You're going to do Big Ben's response. Okay. This is Big Ben's going to come onto the field. They're going to do player introductions, and he's going to come running out with the microphone. And everyone's going to be like, what the hell? What is he saying? And he goes, they're going to show the highlights of him absolutely sucking the last three weeks. And he's going to say, that – that is a tragedy. He's going to be me today. He's going to say, that is a tragedy. That is a tragedy. So basically, he's going to start telling people to embrace the vision. 
the one the one in four vision the one in four vision the envision yes. that big ben is skinny and his arm still works properly they were rashing him on a pittsburgh sports radio too like they're like brady doesn't post all these workout videos meanwhile you'll have someone from the pittsburgh tribune go to his house and film him running with parachutes yet yeah, it doesn't translate onto the field <laughs> at the end of the, at the end of the day you still have a fat sack of potatoes throwing the football and you get anywhere with it how did we get here um, you started talking oh, about the Steelers stats. being better than Mac Jones. Yeah, yeah you, you gave us your Mac Jones Big Ben stats. <laughs> if Big Ben was on the Patriots right now, how would they be looking? What do you think? <laughs> We'd be 0 and 4. 0 and 4, 0 and 4, 1000%. They would have lost to the Jets. No, yes. uh, we, we'd probably be 1 and 3. It'd probably be the same. I'm being a little over. I don't know. With the receivers that you guys have and the Big Ben throwing the ball. Ugh. You know what? Like, Fine. You guys are going to lose to the Bills. We beat the Bills. Suck one. Your Steelers defense did amazing. But I'm, I'm also on the camp. We're getting way off topic, but I'm on the camp that Josh Allen has regressed back to the mean. I mean, he lost to the Steelers. He beat. He's been lighting it up. Oh, yeah, against shitty teams like the Texans. He beat. Uh, I'm sorry, but that Washington. was your franchise for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, but. That is true. But I'm saying. He, he, I think this. He's got great stats. Because, he's got great stats because it's against the Chiefs on Sunday. No, 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 no! You didn't acknowledge that statement. What? Oh, uh, the Patriots. Well, all the Patriots, but uh, but Patriots we, we proved it. The Patriots down here. The Patriots proved it over twenty years that they were a good franchise. Josh Allen had one good year, and everyone's just Josh Allen is Patrick Mahomes two point What's Let's pump the brakes a little. Let Josh Allen play this year. He did not look good at all against the Steelers. Granted, Steelers have a good defense. Uh, who else he beat? He beat the Texans. Uh, he Washington. Beat Washington. And, and I think the Miami Dolphins. Washington's defense yeah. has been nothing but a disappointment this whole year. You're ask, a disappointment. Ask, tell, my parents tell me that every day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Washington defense has been disappointment. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons scored almost 30 on them. The Miami Dolphins, they beat the Patriots, but they suck. Wait, now I don't know how we lost Josh to the Patriots. Huh? <laughs> now we're talking about Josh Allen. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. We're getting way off now. <laughs> we're after, but basically, let, let's wait. Josh, we're all these talk. show notes, and we're not going to touch any of them. <laughs> oh, I covered all my notes. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> What's I mean, next? Sure. Are we talk about JJ Watt next. <laughs> yeah, let's get into it. The <laughs> Fort Minor JJ Watt. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's get back to the the game itself, and then the we'll Chargers talk game about. had a had a weather delay because of the they're in a dome that had a weather delay. Yeah, it's a waste of four billion. That's true, but I just want to ask you guys quickly: Did you agree with Bill kicking it? Instead of uh, trying to go for it in fourth and three, and nope, you, it shows he doesn't trust. Oh, sorry. No, I was gonna say, do, do you think it shows that he doesn't trust Mac? Oh wow, I read your mind. Uh, no, he doesn't trust Mac. I mean, I, I personally, on a game-related incident, I think I agree with Belichick going for the kick. I think that shows that he has faith in his defense that if they would have made that kick to stop Brady with a minute left, and I think I don't know if Tim had all three timeouts or not. But um, I think it showed that Belichick trusted in his defense because they held them. They held them to field goals pretty much all game. I mean, they had that one Ronald Jones touchdown. But other than that, 
I mean, hey, uh, if if you, I mean, not that he doesn't trust Mac Jones because Mac Jones, I think, made a lot of Patriots fans believe in him during that game, and he did, he he did play his balls off. Pump flexing. I know, but um, I think that in that situation, you don't really know what you have with Mac Jones. Again, he's only played four games in the NFL, and and he's you can't look at him as reliable to pick that up in a big moment in that huge game in that first game of the year, because if he would have not picked that up, Patriots fans would have trashed him for, for games and games and games to come. So I think it was the right decision to go for that kick, put faith in your defense, but some doing some better than others as the NBC broadcaster said on Sunday. Yeah. I don't think it was an indictment against Mac Jones. I think it was, Hey, like we made it this far. Nick folks, a pretty good kicker. Obviously, 56 yards, but he reached. So, I mean, he had the leg for it. But it's either putting the blame on Nick Folk for missing kick or the media and fans put the blame on Mac Jones for not getting fourth and three. And it was obviously a calculated risk. I think Bill was willing to whatever happens, happens here. I mean, you can see Bill's reaction to the kick. He was hope he was expecting Nick Folk to make it because they showed a close-up of Bill's face. It was just disappointment. His soul leave him up with that kick. Yeah, yeah literally of not being able to beat Brady, but it was a tough loss. Um, what has Nick Folk done to even have consideration that he's going to make that? He's won, he won the Patriots a couple of games. I, he, he, he's hit a few game-winning field goals, slash I think he made like a Patriots record 35 field goals in a row before. I think that's his first miss since uh, week two of last year. No, yeah. I just don't agree with the weather, though. With the weather, but – He was making kicks all game. Snap. And that on that oh, final drive, Mac yards. Jones was kind of struggling. Say, say again. Four yards, because four. I think game winner, pouring rain, maybe a mishandled snap. Everyone in the building probably knew he was going to miss that. If we're second, yeah, but you can say the same as Mac Jones guessing, If we're second guessing the kick, like here's my thing. Obviously, there's doubt about it because we're second guessing the kick. If there was no doubt about it, and you've been like, "Oh yeah, he should have kicked it," why are we even talking about it? Be like, "Yeah, no, I, I would have kicked it too." Well, I think we're only talking about it because he missed. Yeah, but you could have said the same thing. You could have said the same thing if Mac Jones went for it—a bobbled snap, if the handball slipped out of his hands, and he fumbled it. If he threw an interception, and it would have been all on Mac Jones. I think we're talking about the same thing. If he would have well, made, if he would have made that kick, and they would have stopped him on defense, Belichick would have looked like a genius. If they went for it on fourth and three, and would have gotten it. Belichick would have looked like a genius. But who's to say they wouldn't have got? They would have gotten on fourth and three. The time when it wanted down, they would have to get it with kick anyways. But folk could have missed it after they made that fourth down. So I don't, I don't bash Belichick for going for that kick. I think it was the right choice in that game situation where they were at in that football game. I just think they're trying to protect Mac Jones too much. I mean, it's only week four. I mean, you got to protect your rookie quarterback a little after game. I think he got hit twelve times in the game. Just the Bucks. Uh, well, you're fighting for a wild card now, so. Your best chance is somehow it's four back. weeks into the year. <laughs> it's far. Do you, you think realistically the Patriots are going to finish better than the Bills? I didn't say they were, but all I'm saying is it's four weeks into the year. So to write them off to the wild but, fighting for a wild card right now is unrealistic. Let's talk week eight and then okay, we'll see. But I think right no, now no, no, I'm four, saying the division's out of hand. So you're playing for the wild card spot. Everybody knew the games, division was out of hand in the offseason. Everybody knew the Bills were going to win. Yeah, this no, year. That, that wasn't my that wasn't my point. That wasn't my point. My point is now these teams you have coming up on your schedule, right? AFC wins are very important because a lot of these teams are going to be battling tiebreakers with 
Um, so you're lucky you lost to the Bucks. You have the Cowboys coming up. The loss to the Dolphins might hurt you if you're in that play, in that wild card run because if some reason you're in a tie, they're gonna go back to division wins and AFC wins. You're already owing one in the division or one and one in the division. Um, then you have so you're gonna probably go realistically, you're gonna split with the Dolphins, gonna get swept by the Bills. Sweep the Jets. Four and two. Right, so it's not too bad, but then you have the. That'd be, that'd be four Texans, and three. If the Texans finish better than the Steelers this year, I'm going to vomit. Um, three and three. Texans should not really. Realistic. You got a lot of nitty gritty games coming up. Now you got to focus on AFC wins. You got to, you got to win these. You you really got to finish with ten wins. You got to go nine and nine and four. The rest of the way, maybe eight and. Maybe eight and five. I mean, it's it's possible. Yeah. I don't think the Patriots have a, a world beater uh, schedule coming up. Uh, but it's got to take one game at a time. That's, well, Ryan, I'll tell you this: there's one team you want to worry about in the AFC. And that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's that's valid. That's also valid. Steelers did struggle. Uh, I just want to bring up uh, uh, one more point True. about this game. So Tom kind of mentioned it earlier, but. Do you think that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in that meeting, or maybe they talked in private before, do you think that the beef is squashed between the two? And do you think it's because of the book coming out so they can both discredit what the book says? Or do you think the beef's actually squashed? Tom Brady won his championship. He won. He got what he wanted. And do you think there's any beef anymore? I, I, I think it's, I think it's over and done with, I mean, realistically Brady's going to have played two more, one more, I think, yeah, this year and next year with Tampa Bay. And then I think he'll retire. I don't, uh, he's beaten all 32 teams. He beat Belichick. He beat it. Won a Super Bowl without Belichick. I think he proved his point. I think it's, there's no comparison of who's better or who was the mindset behind it. And to me, I think the beef is squash was over with. They're both going to continue on the season and they're on their careers. And that's that. I think it's over. I don't think we'll ever know. Don't think we'll I don't ever think know you'll if the know. Squashed. No. No. You don't know what was said in that locker room. They could tell you everything's fine, but in reality, you don't know. You'll never, you'll realistically, you'll never know. That's how I'm taking it. Because we'll, we'll know, like, you, if, have Bill, you have Bill denying not meeting up, and then you have Brady not really addressing it. And then you have Tom's father calling in, then you have them hugging in the back. Kraft and Brady hugging it out. Brady saying, I'll be back. Blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. It's everywhere. It's, 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 it's so flopped. I've started to lose interest in this whole thing because you don't know. And in two weeks from now, we're not going to be talking about this anymore. It's going to all be about Patriots Cowboys in a week. And then it's going to be the Brady things behind them now. So I think that you don't have to worry about Brady talk anymore. Right now, you can just kind of focus. Bill and Matt can do their thing, and you'll. Go, I think. I don't honestly. I don't think you're ever going to know until the Hall of Fame and uh, enshrinement for Tom Brady. I, I think you'll just be able to tell by their interactions, like because Bill and Tom are going to be going to the Hall of Fame together, both Patriots Hall of Fame and the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So I think just interactions there, are like public places. If Tom and Bill are seen more together 
outside of football, I think that's when you know. But if they're still like not seeing each other, then I think there might be still something there. It's the hot new thing. It's the hot new argument that everyone's talking about. And every dynasty and every amazing run you've seen in the past with sport teams, they always end badly. Nothing ends on great terms. And then five years later down the line, everyone's best friends and laughing about it again. They're all each other's enshrinements. You're, they're all crying when they see each other get in the Hall of Fame. Like it, you know, it's, you know, I heard Burt Breer on, Albert Breer on um, the Rich Eisen show on Monday. I'll retweet it out um, on, on the next one podcast page. And he's, he's had a great story. He's like, the way that Bledsoe went out was very bad, right? It wasn't good. And Bledsoe said straight up when he came back for his induction ceremony at Patriots Place, he went on the field and whatever. And he said he was so nervous because he didn't think Bill liked him and all this stuff. Bill, because Bill, I guess a lot of bad things went on with Bill and, and Bledsoe. Bledsoe came back and Bill gave him this huge hug, asked about his wine thing, asked about, because he has a winery now, asked about his wife, his kids, like all this stuff. And he said to Albert Breer, he's like, I think Bill was very professional and very business-minded, professional, whatever, yeah, business-minded when he is, when you're not retired. And when you're retired, he just lets it all go and now it becomes personal and he cares and all that stuff, et cetera. I think that's kind of the case is what's going to go on. Because at the end of the day, everyone's human. Everyone, like, I don't think, none of this stuff's personal. You know, it's not like Bill said, I banged your mom last week. Now go after yourself. <laughs> Bill just didn't acknowledge him, didn't give him his money. So Brady said, all it comes down to is that. No, I, I think you're right. Well, it probably also comes down, Brady wanted to get paid and wanted uh, to be treated like a superstar he was, and Bill wasn't. But that's the uh, allure of Bill is that he doesn't develop personal bonds with players because he doesn't want to be attached to someone because he knows in time, just like with Stefan Gilmore, just like all those cornerbacks we mentioned earlier in the show, he moves on from the player when it's best for the team, not for when it's convenient for him. And I think Brady expected to be an exception, which he earned to be an exception, but he wasn't in Bill's eyes. And I think, uh, Tom Brady took offense to that, and that's what started this whole scaffold. It all started because Patriots wouldn't give him a long-term contract after uh, the Atlanta Super Bowl. So I think it's going to be water under the bridge. I think they're both going to come together and just be able to laugh about it because Tom Brady has had a successful career outside of New England, and I don't think he would be this successful if he was still with the Patriots because Tampa just has so many weapons to work with, and I don't think Tom would be having nearly as much success in – New England as he is in Tampa. But Josh say again. So I think Josh got alert in his phone. He almost killed our streak. So ah, shoot. Hate that. Save the streaks. Our 119 day streak. Boom. Almost killed it. It's a shame. It's a it's a shameful thing to have a streak with Steelers. <laughs> well, wait, wait, what? I say it's a shameful thing I have a streak with the Steelers fan, but that's besides the point. Oh yeah. Well, actually, you're the only one I have a streak with. Girls be like, oh, you probably have streaks with other girls. No, it's just me and Josh. And most of it's like, <laughs> like today I'm at the gym. Like today I'm at the gym. I'm sending him wrestling music. Bloodbath. 
Oh gosh. <laughs> What's, your favorite wrestling team? What's your favorite wrestling? See, this Brady Belichick thing has just kind of gotten me like, eh. What's my favorite wrestling theme song? Yeah. Um. Uh. No question. Uh, there's too many of them. Any gonna... that you still jam out to here and there? Huh? You do you jam out to any here and there? Oh, sometimes like working out if I. If I need to really get in the mode, maybe I'll put one on. Um, you always good at the gym. Try it out, Roman. Roman. All right. I, I'll usually put on uh, the game, Triple H. I'll say Triple H's theme song, the game. Do you ever walk around the gym when you play the theme and you have to try to act like them a little bit? Because I do. When, when I did track in college, I'd do that just to try to hype myself up, pretending I'm Brock Lesnar. I'll do like Brock Lesnar jump. And I'm like 200 pounds lighter than Brock Lesnar. Just... I'll literally walk into the gym. <laughs> I'll blast Roman Reigns' theme. I'll walk into the gym. And I just have my headphones in, and I just kind of walk like. Tom's walking in like Roman Reigns right now for all our listeners. I like get like a little. I just keep walking. Looking in the camera. Or like when Randy Orton's song comes on, I'll just kind of do the slow Randy Orton walk, like the. I'll I'll clench my cheeks, like I'll go. (laughs) Yo, what? Do the Randy Orton. Randy Orton does do that. Yeah, he. He grinds his teeth. His dentist is very disappointed in him. How Randy Orton grinds yeah, his teeth. Yeah, and you see like his teeth <laughs> pop up over here. Like... <laughs> yeah. All right, let's let's um quickly because I think this podcast is almost an hour at this point already, and we haven't even done degenerate gambling yet. Yeah. Um, what would what you does get... degenerate mean? Degenerate, just like you can't stop, like. You just you're obsessed with it, almost like addicted, like a degenerate drinker, degenerate gambler, degenerate. Uh... Well, you call me out. You said Gamers degenerate fan. drinker. So we have to bring that up. Hey, I mean, I'm not I'm not putting names to titles, but uh, you're claiming it right now. <laughs> yeah, no, just like no matter, like basically, no matter how much you lose or like you're hurting yourself, you're still going like a degenerate. Oh yeah, so like the vape, the nicotine. Yeah, you could relate to that too. And since we're we're le- we're legitimate degenerate gamblers because we keep losing, but we're still making picks. So we're living up to the name this year. Hey, I did, I pretty good. I went two. Jo- Josh was he? So <laughs> that's, we'll get- <laughs> that's like Josh being like, you don't want the smoke again this year, this week. <laughs> Guys, just give me a quick prediction of what's going to happen. Patriots at Texans. What's it going to look like? Go ahead, Josh. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Jones plays good, but the Patriots cannot stop the run. So I'm gonna say Texans 20, Patriots 14. Holy moly. Okay. So Patriots lose to the Texans season over. Okay. I like the take though. Tom, what are you thinking? Just a reaction on me laugh. Uh Texans 24 21. <laughs> They're both taking the Texans? <laughs> Please. Please take a money line. Hey, I have to back up my gambler pick here, so I, I, I got to roll the text. No, I actually wasn't even thinking about it until Josh told me on the phone earlier. I was like, I kind of agree with you. <laughs> oh my God. All right. I'm going to go. This is going to be the first game the Patriots score 30. I'm going to go 30 to 14 Patriots. Okay. I think the I think Houston's also pissed off they got killed by the Bills. So well, gotten killed the past three weeks. <laughs> also, like half of how we say um uh, a lot like Tampa Bay is small New England. The Texans are actually small New England. They have so many former Patriots. Just name some off the top of my head. Brandon Cooks, Shaq Mason, um Rex Ingram Burkhead. Ravens. 
uh, Danny Amendola. There's so many ex oh, yeah. on That's that right. team. I forgot about Amendola. Yeah, there, there's definitely more. I just can't think of uh, the guys at the top of my head right now. But it's it's a little New England down there. I mean, they have a – what's his face as their GM, the former uh, front office guy? Oh, yeah. New England. I don't his name. His name. But, yeah, I, I think – I think the Texans are progressively getting worse, and I think the Patriots will. Uh, oh, listed Jericho. I think. I think, uh, <laughs> I think I'm so hyper right now. I, I finished the banger before the podcast. <laughs> there we go. Can you tell him a little bit? You're a little. You're hyper. a little bit antsy. You're a little antsy. I can tell. All right. So I. Hey, I, hey, hey, hey! These people paid a lot of good money to listen to our podcast. Tonight. Yes. They do. Josh, sure. Every time I say it, Josh is trying not to die on the podcast. I'm shocked you guys took Texans. Uh, that shows the disrespect you have for Bill Belichick, but that's fine. Josh, that's take fine. the Texans money line to generate gamblers. Please. I'm, oh, I'm taking the Texans of the spread. I'm taking the Texans with the nine points, but that's for a degenerate game. Right. Um, well, let's get right into degenerate gamblers. Tom, do you have your pen out? I do. So we're going to go Josh first because he won last week. All right. So Josh is two and one. Ryan, your record's what? Um, what is my record? That's a great question. Well, you said I finished one and two last week. Yeah, I think oh, I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yet to have a winning record. Um, one and two, I, one and two, one and two, right? I I think I think I went zero and three one of the weeks. Oh. Yeah, we both did. N- name the picks, and uh, I'll find it in one second. All right, I have it right here actually pulled up, I think. There we go. Oh, just kidding. All right, so I have after week three. So you went one and two? We didn't do week one. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So we did week two, week three, and week four. Okay, so after week four, Tom, you might – I can't speak now. You and I are tied – at three and seven, <laughs> three and seven, and degenerate gamblers, not looking hot. Uh, Josh is well. I'll try to add Josh to the graph. Wait, that doesn't make sense. If we do three a week, how are we at ten? Oh, good point. What did I get wrong? Three. But I think we're three and six. I have this as one and five after week three. So that'd be. Oh no! So sorry, not- we're, two, we're two and seven. We're at three and seven. We're two and seven. Woo! Oh, God, guys, I gave us a little too much credit here. This is podcasting math one on one. I thought you'd yes. be three and six. No, we're uh, we're two and seven. Oh, ha- oh, okay. Well, I just went zero and three. You went zero so and three? No, you went one and two. I thought you said you went one and two. Oh, I went one and three. I went zero and three. No, so then Tom is one on. and eight, and I am two and seven. <laughs> yeah, I went zero and three. Yeah, so okay. so official standings. Josh started a little late, but he is two and one. Ryan Connolly, that's me. I went two and seven, and Tom is one and eight. So this is probably the worst <laughs> gambler podcast <laughs> out there. But hey, if you if you bet the opposite of me and Tom, I mentioned it last week. If you bet the opposite of me and Tom, you guys are rolling in the dough. So, I think we should do five picks each. Five. No, we'll we'll, we'll save it for that another. Comes out week. to thirty teams, fifteen games. 
Well, don't the bye week start this week? Yeah, I think so. I don't know who has a bye this week. Hold on. Someone's One, two, three, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, oh my God. I'm counting how many games I've left. This podcast <laughs> is getting a mess. I'm not even like <laughs> focusing on the right thing. I was counting how many games the Patriots had left, and I thought I was looking at. I don't know if the page, I don't know if the bye week starts this week. Let's see. All right. I got the right thing now. So there's there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen games. Sixteen games. So yeah, so all thirty two teams are still playing. So we can for this week all pick five team all five games. Okay. We're picking five? We can do five this week. I think next week's the no, no, no. Stuff. How about this? How about this? We need Josh to catch up to us. Josh picks nine. Nine? I picked nine games. Let's do it progressively. Let's have Tom pick. I mean, let's have Josh pick five and we'll pick three. And we'll have him slowly catch up to us. No, no, no. Josh will pick six. That way he catches up a week on us. And the next All week right. he picks six. Okay. That's, Josh that's is fine. doing a parlay. Hold on. I'm going through it. Here. <laughs> Don't start with me. Start with somebody. How about else? we give? Yeah. All right. So we, in all fairness, though, we should give Josh the first three picks. Then. Oh yeah. So okay. Josh, so we don't rob Josh of the. Because that's pretty tough. Because all of a sudden we lose, we leave him for like Titans, Jags. Yeah. So Josh, give us your three. How about Josh? Right. Can you pick whatever your three, three teams he wants. Yeah. All right. So box so... of. I'm, a, I'm taking the Jets with the points plus three over the Falcons. Okay. I'm also going to be taking the Bills plus two and a half with the oh, points yeah. over the Chiefs. Bills. Sorry, say the Bills one again. Plus two and a half. I'm taking them in the points. Good picks. And just so no one else can pick it, I am taking the Texans without the points because I do not think they are going to cover that nine point spread, but I am taking the Texans. To win, but not come. That makes no, sense. the Texans get nine points, so like they don't ha- they can lose by eight and still that pick one. All right, so I'll take the Texans for the points though. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Texans, Texans plus, plus nine. nine. Yeah. All right, those are all solid picks. Every time you got that all written down. Yeah. All right. Do you want to go? Do you want to pick yours? Or do you want me to pick mine first? Um. Uh, you can go first. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm gonna go Rams minus two and a half Thursday night football against the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are frauds. The Rams came off a coming off a loss, tough loss against Arizona, but I think it'll be a bounce back game for them. Minus two and a half Rams. Okay. So we're gonna do a snake draft for three rounds, and then we'll go back to our regular. Oh no no wait. No, Josh has his pick, so right, right, right. Goal. Okay. Um <laughs> Tough pick. All right. All right. I gotta separate myself from the pack here. Give me the Steelers minus one. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> no, no, that one yeah. a unique pick there. Steelers so minus one against it, the Broncos. So so Tom's gonna have another loss on his record. Basically, all right, Josh, give us two picks. All right, I'm going to go with a hot take pick here. I'm taking the Browns plus one and a half over the Los Angeles Chargers. 
I like that. And with my final pick, just because it's Tom, I am taking the Broncos plus one over the Pittsburgh State. Are we allowed to do that? You did it last week, no? Are we not allowed to? I can change it, but I'm not allowed to. I thought last week was an, an exception. Because he picked Steelers. No, he picked Steelers on picking Broncos, but if I can't do it, I'll change my pick. Um, you know, it's, screw it. We can what, – what's – just change the rules oh, of Jenna Gamblers. Let's just say you can pick whatever games. All right. So my, my pick my pick last the two same picks. Team to win. Team. All right. So my last two picks are Browns plus one and a half and Broncos plus one. So you're not doing six? Well, so oh, no, he's gonna do it's gonna come back. It's gonna snake back to him for the finish. I can only do two picks this round and then you go back. Because we've only done one so far. Okay. All right, Tom, back to you. Give me the Raiders minus five and a half. Ooh, I was looking right at that one. Yeah, that's a good one. I will take. So my first pick was the Rams. Rams. Yep. I'm going to take. Ooh, there's some tough lines here. You know, screw you, Josh. I'm taking Pats minus nine. and then i will finish off with i'm gonna say tennessee minus four and a half against the jaguars assuming that get aj brown and julio jones back i think they're gonna they're not gonna lose to the jets and jaguars twice in a row and i think they're gonna cover and also urban meyer's too busy getting grinded on by a young lady to focus on the film so they're gonna be a little right. out of sorts give me give me the bucks money line i mean bucks money line who are they facing the dolphins the dolphins the 10 my dolphins are getting 10 points so you you, you should be tampa minus 10 yeah tampa minus 10 all right no, you know what? No, no. Packers minus three. Packers minus three. Okay. Packers are always a good pick. Then Josh gets one more. Yep, Josh and my one. my final pick is taking the Washington football team plus two over the New Orleans Saints. Right, Washington football uh, can you, team. Sorry, can you repeat that? Washington football team plus two over the New Orleans Saints. All right, Tom. Do you do you want to give us a quick rundown of our picks? Yeah, um, I, put, I might put my picks in a parlay. That's how confident. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see. Uh, I gotta. So we have. You seem to be multitasking here. I am. Just read the, <laughs> just read the chat real quick. Um, so we have Jets plus three for the sorry, for the Josh. <laughs> Josh has um, Josh has the Jets plus three, the Bills plus two and a half, the Texans plus nine, Browns plus one and a half, Broncos plus one, 
Football team minus two. Plus two. Plus two. Sorry, we'll play it. Um, Ryan has the Rams minus two and a half. The Patriots minus nine. And the Titans minus four and a half. Oh, and three. Um, <laughs> I mean, probably. Steelers minus one for myself, one and oh. Raiders minus five and a half, two and oh. Packers minus three, three and oh. I think we might have almost all taken favorites for the most part. So, so I took a couple underdogs. You took I have a couple took, underdogs. Yeah, you took a couple underdogs. I, I don't, did I take one? I don't even think I took one. Oh, well. Rams are favorited, Pats are favorited. Yep. Titans are favorited, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, I think it was a great episode, boys. I think we're going to wrap this puppy up here. This has been the 81st edition of the Next One Podcast. I'm Ryan, along with Josh and Tom. Guys, any last uh, things to say before we sign off here? Go Ravens. Suck one. Go Red Sox. Red Sox podcast come out Friday afternoon. Soxtober, baby. So listen to Soxtober. And listen to this episode and all future episodes of the next one podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And also, we're going to put a poll out. Should I do a live feed at one point of the Red Sox game tomorrow night? Right. And then if you have a suck one, we can all clink one up together and watch the game on a live feed. All right. I like that. Well, you, you put that poll on. I really should do that. Should become, I'll join it. become a live streamer. That's where the money is. The money's in Twitch. That's true. That's true. All right. But thank you so much for listening. Pats are in no no way in hell they're Pats losing to the Texans. May not cover, but they're not losing. But until the next one, thank you for listening.